Hello and welcome to episode 84 of Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good, who now has brought white wine back to cricket clubs. Welcome, David. Hello, Ross. Um, who'd be a selector, mate? Um, oh. It's been a tough week for the for the boys. Um, all sure of this year have selected teams before. Well, maybe not you, Ross, but the other no. three. We've all oh, selected teams. I did a Gimpy G. That was a lot of ringing around. <laughs> a lot of phone calls. A lot of text messages. It's not messages. an easy job, but they don't no, make it not. any easier for themselves, do they? No, not when they come up with bullshit. Anyway, a yeah. man who has said Shane Watson modelled his game on. Welcome, Michael. Hello, gents. And I'd like to say congratulations to the Minnow Australia knocking off the all-powerful India <laughs> last night in an ADI. <laughs> it was quite unbelievable. Yeah. A man... Uh, who is Australia's number one Nathan Lyon fan and our guru, welcome Alex. Hello lads, um, I've been on leave for like three and a half weeks now so you'll get a very relaxed podcast from me. Oh I see, oh, great to hear. Well today yes. we're in the triangulated Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a Big Blood production brought to you by our new sponsors for 2019. So, yes, get on board if you want to join in. <laughs> and uh, also, don't forget our merchandise on Redbubble and check out the hats. Oh, piss off, idiot. <laughs> well, let's start. <laughs> let's start where all New Year's start, David, at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Oh, yes. And it should be New Year's Day, yeah. not the 4th or the 5th. If it's on the 5th, you can't call it the New Year's test. Oh, okay. So it's on the 3rd this year. Is that okay with you? Or? Oh, probably a bit late, but better bit than late, the 4th, yeah. put it that way. So I had one a thought. <laughs> By a power of one. Um, uh, I had a thought that perhaps they could bring back something they did in the mid-90s, which was um, start the Boxing Day test on Christmas Eve. Yeah, because no one goes to days three, four or five of the Boxing Day test. They're lucky if they go to day two. So it doesn't really matter if Boxing Day is day one or day two or even day three. So you're suggesting a rest day? Yeah, bring back the rest day. Mm. Doesn't that just make it the Christmas Eve test, but... No, I was about to say that. They're no, still if called... the New Year's test could be on the 5th, then the yeah. Boxing Day test could be on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. The New Year's test yeah. is wrong because it could be called that. Yeah. So <laughs> if they brought it into um, uh, Christmas Eve with a rest day in the middle, or the second day being a rest day, Christmas Day, then um, then the New Year's test could start on the 1st of Jan, I reckon. That's it. Yeah, yeah there you go. And there hasn't been a rest day in Australian cricket since 1998. Uh, five, and the Gabba Test, Australia versus Pakistan, had a rest day on the Sunday. And you might be thinking, why? That's that's an unusual day to have a rest day. It's because the Grand Prix in Adelaide was on that Sunday. Channel 9 had the rights to both the cricket and the Grand Prix. I thought you were going to say it's because they still have the dog track at the Gabba and the the Greyhounds are on. (laughs) (laughs) The glory days of the game, (laughs) back when it had a dog track. Happy Jack used to stand up and whatever. Hey, uh, Ross, Mm. is that coincidentally also the last time in international tests, cricket, that there was a rest day? Oh, I don't think so. I'm not sure, though. It's a very good question. It might be. Um, I think there were rest rest days on Australia's Tour of the West Indies in 1995. I think there's a rest day, and it actually helped Australia. It poured with rain on the rest day in one of the tests. 
Yeah. It's an interesting question. That would nearly be the last time Adelaide had a Grand Prix too. It was the last time Adelaide had a Grand Prix. Yes, correct. Okay, so we'll have a look now at the the New Year's test, a very sensible place to start. And Australia made a change. They brought in our man, the flying lasagna, Manus Slebuhugmi, at number three. Terrible. Yeah, interesting decision (laughs) that he should bat at three. I think we had a serviceable number three in Kawaja, but anyway. No, well, everyone knows Marnus is the best bat in the country, so he, <laughs> yep. he bats at three in the test side. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah, so he went on that Australia A tour of India um, just before the season started, like in August or so, and didn't set the world on fire. And because of that, then, of course, got a test gig in the UAE <laughs> when um, Matt Renshaw got hit on the bongo but was probably fine to play. But for some reason, Marnus got a gig. And then he did pretty mediocre there, so no wonder he got recalled now for the Sydney test. So uh, India uh, had a good, good game there at the SCG. They um, ran up a cricket score, literally. <laughs> it was our man, Steve Pajara, 193. A bit stiff to miss out on the double tonne. And our other man, Pants, who made yeah. 159. Strides. Drop yeah, you. Stride. Really hit his strides. Yeah, he sure did. And... Um, and then just to rub salt in the wound, even Jadeja at number eight got in the act with 80, and they made 622 for seven declared of 167 overs. Australia were able to take the um, third new ball, which was good. <laughs> third ball specialist. Yeah, that's it. And it's not often you can say in a calendar year, we've played one test and we've had one third new ball already. Yeah. Cricket Australia be wild. Those balls cost fucking heaps. <laughs> 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 Eat <into their> margins. <laughs> yeah. Now, Australia didn't bowl particularly well on day one. It was a good pitch for batting on. But I hear that the um, David Saker had a massive rant at the bowlers at the end of the day's play. I'm surprised he... Oh, I'm surprised he left it that long. Uh, if they were bowling rubbish, why didn't he get out there after the first over and do the old Mike Young... Round the boundary line, have a chat yes. to him down at Fine Leg. Yeah. yeah. So. Because he's a shit coach and his yeah. jobs for the boys, just like David Boone being a fucking match referee. Oh, I tend to agree. Uh, if they didn't, if they weren't, um, if they weren't following your plan. Either your plan shit, or you didn't explain it properly. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Suck a fat one. Or David they Saker. don't trust yeah. your plan. Yeah, or they that's don't it. Respect you as a coach. Either that's way, it. Or they're yes. just not that good. Yes, there's that too. Yeah, true. Quit, Mick. Yeah. That's the other option. He yeah. needs to quit, or the entire bowling lineup need to quit. I don't think the entire yes. bowling lineup, but there's a big left-handed New South Welshman could probably use a rest. I think. Well, yeah. like the Murray Darling Basin, the fish rots at the head. <laughs> <laughs> the fish rots with the cotton fathers. Uh, yeah. okay. That's a hundred-year-old fish. I have no evidence for it, but it's a hundred years old. Exactly. <laughs> no, not a hundred and two. Not a hundred and four. A hundred. <laughs> They cut it in half and count the rings. Oh, right, okay. So that's how they knew. Oh, that's how they knew. Count them out. One, two, three, four. That guy had heaps of experience looking at old fish, so you could just sort of tell from a distance that it was 100 years. That's it. And he grew up with that fish, and it was already 50 when he was born. (laughs) (laughs) He's just got fish just running through his rivers. I know he doesn't. They're all dead. Dead fish. Dead fish. Floating down my river. Yeah. there was a complaint that there's a, a low percentage of um, balls bowled by the, uh, Australia's pace bowlers that were hitting the stumps compared mm. to India. 
It's hard to get LBWs and bolds if you're not going to hit the stumps. <laughs> Which takes out two... On the chop-on method, Ross. Yes. Not impossible, but makes it harder. Yes, the chop-on method, yeah. Uh, this strikes me as something that Australian bowlers seem to have done for a very long time. Bang it in short. You yeah. want to get it up chest high. Uh, not sure why. Seems to, I remember Peter Siddle went through a phase of he believing he needed to do that rather than pitch yeah, it up. Yeah. And Craig McDermott. Seven k's an hour. Yeah. Craig McDermott's had a couple of stints as Australia's fast bowling coach, and each time he's really come back in and said, "Pitch it up, see bots." Yeah, yeah, Emily. Yeah. Emily. Well, we revolutionised this with the sort of Siddle and uh, Dougie Bowl. Yeah. Um, days where we sort of back of a leg stuff trying to nip it off the seam a bit. And then he came in and revolutionised everyone and said, pitch it up. And we went all right for a couple of years. Yeah. And then he left to go to England, I reckon. Sex tape. Sex tape. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had a break. Mm. I think yeah. the travel commitment's pretty big in that job. Yeah. He did have a break. Yeah. And he did come back, I think, short term for a tournament or something, maybe a World T20, yeah. and told him to pitch it up again. And they did. And you know, good results flowed. Yeah. I think mm. when Booth when Booth took mm. over, he brought him back. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. So it's an interesting one. Um, interesting that in the two years since um, uh, twenty seventeen years test, only Steve O'Keefe is the only other player to take a wicket for Australia in Australia in a test match. That's insane. Outside the four we've currently got. Yeah. I do. It does seem to annoy me. This moves on to the next bit, but um, this big three. It's like yeah, I know they're good, but you know they're not. Where's the depth? You know, a bit of that. Yeah. Because yeah, I think like that stat with Steve O'Keefe. There was an Ashes series where we brained him. Yeah. yeah. So like that's a whole year. Yeah. yeah. Of I four know. bowlers. We didn't change the squad. No. Yeah. So it's unusual. It's an interesting for... stat, but there's not too many chances for other people to. No, but again, when they pull that list out and they show it, and I know like not all these blokes are bowlers, but the list has like twelve blokes on it, and only four yeah, have, yeah. and only four or five have wickets. Like Mitch Joe... Marsh didn't get a wicket. Yeah, Mitch Marsh oh, that's, didn't. That's damning. Joe Manny didn't when he come in. Um, oh, there's yeah. a couple of other blokes like that that came in and played a couple and didn't get any wickets. And there's obviously the guys. Yeah, that's true. There's the guys that are like rolling their arm over like a Travis Head and that that didn't get Usman. any either. Usman, Finchy, like those blokes didn't get any either. Yeah, I forgot about the uh, South African series. Yeah. Yeah, with Medi and whoever else who played in that Yeah. Right, so the um, interesting thing with the Australia's batting, Marcus Harris made 79, and I said they'd make under 300, and they made exactly 300. And I said that... Um, yeah, I said that <laughs> Yadav would take eight wickets for the match, but he only got to bowl once. He took five for 99. So um, Australia had to follow on. The first time uh, team Australian teams had to follow on in Australia... Ever was it or thirty one? Uh, it was, it was thirty one like years. A billion years. Eighty eighty eight. Yeah, yeah. bicentennial test. Indies, it was when that fish was still in his fifties. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so very interesting there, and uh, unfortunately rain intervened. It was it was day four where it didn't actually rain, but there's bad light, and they just couldn't yeah. come on. And two spins. It's all yeah, it's very a heap of bad light. Bullshit sort of standard test cricket nonsense where you know it rains but then they've got to 
have a lunch break for 40 minutes so they haven't played and it can be fine during the lunch break. All that sort of junk happened, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, when um, are they going to change that? Oh, never. You have to have this lunch break even though not a ball has been bowled. Yeah, I don't but you have it. to break from not yeah, doing anything. Just the people who put those... Those... um. What's the name? Conditions or rules of play together are idiots, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But probably just, the match referee's job. Yeah. Yeah. There was a big outrage on Twitter, like blokes going, I bat in the nets at 7.30 at night, you know. It's like, yeah, but it's not, you're not facing 140 Ks, mate. Like, it's just not that simple. Like, you're facing some shit truck in the third. Yeah. And then, like, then someone else is going, well, why don't we just use a pink ball all the time? And it's like, well, because the Indians are dead set against the pink ball so they're never going to agree to that so like there's no there's no way it's just it's a shitty situation and you just got to deal with it and move on like yeah yep, the sure bad is. light thing I can understand but like when it's not raining and you have oh to yeah that stuff's bulldust yeah but the yeah. bad light thing like the other thing too like, like that's it's in the umpire's hands now too because they don't yeah, offer it yeah. to the batsman anymore the umpires just pull out their meter go that's bad light off his go so, yeah. and then is there something about setting a precedent? So once they say you go off it, yeah, I think well, you can't yeah. come back yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. you have to go off at point seven every single time. Yeah. And there's some that's type true. of bulldust. The light meter can measure like how much is artificial or something. And if that's a certain percentage, you you can't play because oh, yeah. it's not proper light or some some crap like that as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, player of the match was Steve Pajara for his yeah. one ninety three. Player of the series, Steve Pajara made three yeah. tons. The only test he didn't make a ton in, Perth, they didn't win. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. Not bad for a bloke um, who couldn't get a gig in England. Yeah. yeah. And um, match referee was Andy Pycroft again. Uncle Eating Pycrofts. Yep. Alex Bowles Pycrofts. Yep. So that was <laughs> the, the last As well, test said of the Indian series <laughs> and India's Won the retained the Border Gavaska Trophy, which is good for them. And now Australia moved on to the Sydney, uh, sorry, Sri Lanka Test Series. Now there's some interesting announcements yep. in the squad for that series. Manus Labu Hugmi was retained after he made a glorious 38 at the SCG Test. Yeah. Hard to come but, by 38. Um, yeah, oh, I think it was his highest score. Yeah. But then. Um, but notice it was only off 95 balls, so he didn't get a cow and ton, but he did hit seven fours. Strike rate of 40. Pete Hanskin, on the other hand, 37. Cow and ton, 111 balls, but only five fours. Strike rate only of 33. So that's why he got dropped. Ross, I think he lost his shape on four balls during that inning, so see you later. And he didn't play his natural game either. Uh, he went off his natural game. Whereas Manus is very much natural game style. Yeah, yeah. Inexcusable to not play your natural game, I think, at the test level. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what you're there for. Derelict in his duties. So, um, they brought in Matt Renshaw to the squad. And also, they brought in uh, Matt Renshaw. That'll make you happy, Mick. Yeah, I, like... Yeah, I, I, I have Matt Renshaw. Yeah, he said, I think, because he's trying Matt to get Vance? me to have. He's trying. He wanted a response, but oh. Matt Renshaw. Um, look, don't get me wrong. Like, I know there's a whole like 
and we have this conversation, we've had this conversation in private. There's a whole, like, you know, we've got to pick him, he's the future, our, uh, one, what is he, he's like 22, so he's got like 15 yeah, years of cricket ahead of him. Yeah. The prick right now, and I've said this before, is averaging 22 in the shield this year, and I know you can't purely pick everything based on one season, but... It's current form. His current form is he averages 22. He's in the BBL, which is a, which is part of the reason the BBL is a joke this year, the, that fact that he's getting a game. and he. But the other guy you said, Joe Burns, he's the best Queensland opener. So Renshaw's not even the best opener in his state, and people want to make him one, yeah. of, the, want to make him one of the top two openers for our whole country. Like... Yeah. I don't know where I come. I don't know where the rest of these people come from, but where I come from, that makes no sense at all. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make any logical sense. No. It must be a hunch, a yeah. hunch oh. selection. And I get, you know <laughs> what? And that's part of being a selector is is doing some is taking that hunch and making it work. But you know what? Yeah. They guess what? The Manus hunch didn't work. The Finchie as an opener hunch didn't work. Like these hunches aren't working because you're playing players out of position. Then I read a squad the other day where someone had named a team for Sri Lanka and they had Joe Burns batting at six. I like, did He's you learn six did you, for Australia before? But did, did you learn nothing from your mistakes? Like Finchie was number six, you opened and he failed. Why aren't we picking blokes to bat in their positions? Why don't oh, we look at the shield and go, okay, who bats number three in every single team? Okay, ba ba ba, Usman. Oh, yep, you're the best performer. You're our number three. It's I know life's not that simple and it can't all be like that. But how is that not where you start? Yeah, oh, it's a good point, which leads right. us in, Mick, to Matthew Wade. Not being yeah. in the team. Looking now, for a number six batsman. But you know what the other thing... Number ba- six for Tassie. Bang, 100%. That's what I was going to say. This whole yeah. season, he's batted, even though, even when he's kept, he's batted at six for Tassie. Yeah. You've got Trevor Holmes going, he needs to bat higher up the order to be a number six yeah. for Australia. That makes no you, fucking sense, Trevor. You know, <laughs> no, I, I hate the way Trevor Holmes talks to the media. Oh. It's so condescending to everyone. He's got that whole, oh, have you ever played mentality, and it just shits me up the fucking wall. He also, like, he goes, oh, uh, Matty Wade's a uh, batsman keeper. He bats middle order. And if you didn't know, we've got one in the test side. He's our captain. Yeah. He's like, fucking shut up, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know, mate, but he's also a gun... He's, not, maybe not be a gun bat, but a, the, one of the best, best performed bats. Performed you know, you know what Matty yeah. Wade did do in the last two Shield games? Play purely as a batsman because your captain batsman keeper was in the fucking side because they're from the same (laughs) fucking state. The thing that um, annoys me about it is they talk about uh, Wade needs to bat higher in order to bat six for uh, Australia. Where does um, Aaron Finch bat for Victoria? Ah, Five or six. Yeah, 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 so, but that's okay for an opener. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's just no consistency in the yeah. message, which is the problem. Yeah, and I think you like, can see from... nothing. Yeah, to, to see the reverse of that and the positive of the reverse is Marcus Harris is an opener. He came in as an opener. And, okay, hasn't set the word on five. He's been serviceable. But he's, bef- he's performed... What, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Reality is yeah. he threw away a ton at the SCG. Like, he should have... Yeah, so like, and he's so he's going to... He's like, he's a five-year prospect. And this is that whole thing, yeah. too, that... I think it's Ed Cowan and a couple and a couple of other blokes have spoke about. Don't pick a guy for the Sri Lanka series 
Yeah. Pick a guy that you think can stay in the team for three years and stick by him for a little yeah. bit and give him a chance. Yeah. And like and Callum yeah, Ferguson's a good example of that too. He got run out for yeah. a duck in his first test and they put a line through him. And like I'm not saying like he's a gun or anything, but he's been over the last five or six years one of the mo- more consistently performed Shield players. Got given one yeah. chance, shit the bed, and it's like, well, that's too bad. Your, your chance is finished. See you later yeah. on your bike. Yeah, they just need to apply a little bit more Sean and Mitch Marsh logic to all the yeah. players. Yeah. Just give them endless oh. chances. Endless chances. You go, yeah. shit, that's okay. We'll no give you another chance. Cross. No, that's it. They're not. There's they don't only have two it. players in, test, in Australian cricket that have lineage. But mm-hmm. they've, got, they've got history of doing it properly. So Michael Hussey started as an opener, mm. failed. Yes. Then Justin Langer come back into the team, but they liked him, so they bat him at six. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you've got history of finding good players once you've given them a chance and given them ten tests at it. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah. But um, I think we're the the cupboard's way more bare. Of course. Yeah. So doing yeah. that sort of sticking with a player who's just shit. But who else is going to come in and set the world on fire? No one. If the cupboard's bare, the hockey pick someone and stick with. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe. Uh, Glenn Maxwell. Yeah, well, he should probably be playing. He I'd should. Yeah. How um, old's he now? Thirty-one. Or 29, 30 maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah be younger than me. He's, yeah. He'd be in the prime of his batting life. Twenty-eight to thirty-two, they say, is your prime. So. Um, Thirty-three, you fall on your face. He <laughs> 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 was about 37 then, wasn't he? Yeah. Anyway, but, uh, well, maybe, Mick, with this Sri Lankan squad, they've got one eye on the Ashes because Matt Renshaw, he did do well in county cricket. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, like, and that's so, true as well. And that's why like, it's, mm. like I'm harping on the Shield thing purely because I don't... I'm not a massive fan of Renshaw, so it supports my yeah, argument, so that's why I harp on it. <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, but no, he did. He did relatively well. In he did not relatively. He did very well in the county cricket as well. But then he he only played a handful of games. So they pulled him out to go on that Australia A eh, tour. So oh, yeah. he was, but there he was for a, a fair while. But he was so performing he well when he was there. Games. But then I think he because yeah. they had the one days in the T Twenty as well. So he doesn't play in any of that stuff. He only played the two day stuff or I think four day stuff. He wrapped stuff, up sorry. in about July. He would have started yeah. there in, at the start of the season, which is in April. He would have played a yeah. lot of cricket in a short space of time. He broke his finger. Uh, that's why he's finished up there, I think, a little oh, bit. Oh, is that bit. what it was, was it? Yeah. But, um, and then he was going to get pulled out anyway to go to yeah. India. Yeah. But but just quickly before we move on, like, but the thing that shoots me too is the whole like, Langer come out, and he's a selector now, so that's life, we yeah. deal with that. But he's um, he said, <laughs> but he said at the summer... Give me numbers. I want tons. I mm. want runs. I want this. I want that. Way did that. So mm. like you, there's there's no like we keep saying the message. There's no consistency in the message, and what you're putting out there isn't followed through on. It's like it's like it's like their parents talking to a toddler, and the toddler's crying and carrying on. So yeah, we'll go to Macca's later, mate. Don't worry about it. And you never take him. Like it's just it's that <laughs> attitude that we're in charge. We're the boss. You do what we say, and you don't. But you don't listen to what we say in case we want to change our mind. Yes, it just yes. makes no sense. And there's also like I'm going to harp back on my Trevor Hans being condescending. Yeah. They, they, I think it was a question put to him about, are you guys communicating appropriately with the players? Mm. <laughs> and he, his answer was, uh, we encourage the players to call the selectors at any time to talk about their chances or their selection. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. what the? F- just say. 
just just call someone yeah. or just be open with communication and don't say it's on the players to communicate with the people who we pay money to communicate to the players <laughs> yeah it's, it's, like, it's oh. an interesting one like there's different schools of thought about um uh you know uh, sort of what they should communicate or not like i think if you're in say the last odi team that australia played in which was um against south africa just a month or more ago yeah, in november yeah. Well, I think it'll be reasonable for them to ring you. And, like, they're not talking about making 100 phone calls. Hone yeah. said that they ring and they don't use WhatsApp. I'm surprised he knew what WhatsApp was. He said, we don't do WhatsApp messages. Like, you don't yeah. do text messages? Or do you just don't do WhatsApp? Well, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> More and, um, Facebook Messenger. Yeah, More yeah. Mess- he, he used... Uh, they, they, they ring all the players who go into the squad, but I don't think they hey, rang the players... Mick and David and Alex, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think they ring any of the players who get left out of the previous squad. And what are you looking at? Another four or five players at the most? So just keep ringing, you know. And that, yeah, it's not yeah, hard. And that's the part that doesn't make any sense. It's like if a boy was good enough to be in your squad, he's effectively yeah. in your squad. So if you're picking a new squad, he's effectively being dropped. How? Why are you not ringing him to say, hey, mate, the squad's about to be announced? Sorry to say, but we couldn't fit you in this time, but keep working away yeah. and... You That's never know it. what's going to happen. Is it that yeah, yeah. fucking hard to make that phone yeah, call? Yeah. That's what I don't get. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I know Tip Mads did say, no, they don't need to be called, but, like, yeah. come on. It's not It's not the old days where you've got to ring them on the landline phone and hope to catch them and all the yeah. rest of it or, you know, send them a fax or yeah. something. Yeah, jeez. Just, just pick up your mobile phone and ring them. Yeah. But while we're, talking, was... while we're talking about the selective communication, I just want to quickly touch on this one as well, which has come out in this, like, last few days of all this bulldust. Is old Glenn Maxwell situation where he gave up the IPL to play county cricket, then gave that up because he was believing he was going on an Australia A tour. Since then, Hones and Langer have both come out and said, oh, we never told him he was going, rah, rah, rah. Then his management has pulled out an email that had this, like, plan of, like, your next 12 months and the Australia A tour was in it. And then they've said, yeah, but that... That's just a plan. That's not guaranteed selection. And so, like, yeah. just a sec, like, why careless then, whispers? But it's like, mm. yeah, but I'm sorry, but it, why are you planning his fucking twelve months for him if you don't want him? Yeah, that's yeah, it's okay. just it makes no sense. It's like going right. These are my plans. I'm gonna do this, this, and this with this girl. Oh yeah, but we're not together. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> No, it's real dumb. And yeah. me and Dave were talking about this last night. This is, and I think you mentioned it, Bulls, that why doesn't Maxwell just do a Chris Gale and piss off and do the T20 circuit? He's going to get stooged. Yeah. And I said that's a real slippery slope. As soon as, soon as one Australian player chooses T20 domestic cricket over mm. international cricket, everyone's going to start doing it. Yeah. Well, you and, saw with Chris Lynn, he's sort of teetering on the brink of that and they sort of yeah. drew him back in by... Um, yeah. I think they would have coaxed him into playing the JLT with the World Cup in mind, and then he got—he's the top run, uh, third top run scorer, I think, in the JLT, and now he's out of the one-day team. But, no one remembers the JLT because uh, it's back in fucking October. Yeah. Schedule it properly. But I—I I, I really want to sort of happen. this. I think it will be a huge issue in two years' time when someone like Maxwell, who could earn a shitload of cash doing T20s just goes, no, nah, fuck it, it's not worth dealing with these guys who are yeah, disrespectful, don't communicate, tell me one thing and do the other, for whatever reason, 
And then someone goes, well, Maxwell's doing it. I might do it. See you later, Darcy Short. See you later, yeah. Bruce Lynn. See you later, Will Pakovsky. Yeah. And then we're going to be like West Indies. Yeah. Except with way more yeah. cash. And that's that's where the West Indies treat the West Indies board treat the players like rubbish. And admittedly, yeah. it's not just about it's, there's money issues there because you know they're not as um, wealthy as the Australian cricket board, so there's a money issue. But also, you know, so what can Australian cricket do? Treat them with respect, and that doesn't mean they have to pick them all the time or bend over backwards for them or do anything. Don't just don't be a prick. Just be yeah, open yeah. and honest with them. Yeah. I think one of the things that works against the West Indies is they're not a country. Yeah. So they're like, they're yeah. yeah. of all these little islands. So yeah. they, they feel like they're not, they've got no skin in the game. They're not playing for our country or their country. Yeah. So they're just like, yeah. oh, I'll go away if you're not going to play. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. do get, they get think, mucked around a lot the, by the board. But they're not yeah, similar to the, what Australia do here. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think they're, they're, the problem they have too is that a lot of the islands like don't get along and they carry on and there's all bulldust and it's a bit that being said but back in the day that's what it was like in Australia with all the states hating each other as well so yeah. well at least Justin Langer answered the question at the press conference well didn't get shitty or anything did yeah. he <laughs> yeah no nah, it he yeah. it's really good to see a really level headed bloke in charge who just <laughs> takes it on the chin and goes yeah nah I understand where you're coming from but I tend not to agree like it's really good Thanks to see you, that how long has he been in the job for? Oh. Nearly 12 months now? No. Not even that long, mate. Cape Town, Cape Town was in March, yeah. 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 Oh, true. So, yeah. he was all happy and joking and the friend yeah. of the press and we're going to revolutionise this and change it up and Once now... He got turned up. Oh, oh. Yeah. Lose the test series at home to India and look what happens. Yeah, so uh, angry eyes get put in. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Potato. Uh, but the... Um, point the, here that, just um, before we move oh sorry, sorry. that's right yeah. you go i was gonna say the maxwell thing like for anyone who does remember their mid-90s cricket there's a lot of dean jones in this whole maxwell situation yes, there is there is mm. uh, unfortunately a couple of tests he's clearly he's clearly though not not and i know langer put this to bed he said you know or Holmes the other day he said he's not an issue with his personality so, it sure seems that way because nothing well, else seems... Well, it does, yeah. but maybe it's not his personality as his ability to do the really dumb stuff yeah. still. like That would be incredibly frustrating. I remember Darren Lehman, who was a pretty cool, calm, collected guy most of the time as coach, just losing it. And they had footage of it when he did something dumb in an ODI. They're going to like, you know, run a ball and there's it's the 40th over and he just spooned a catch to someone. It's just yeah. a really oh, yeah. dumb thing. This is about four years ago or so. I think before the world, last World Cup. And he just lost his mind in the um, coach's booth up there. So I think he's incredibly yeah, I frustrating. Could be frustrating. Yeah, but um, I don't understand. Um, I don't. I can't recall, and I'll have to look it up. He played that Test series in India as a batsman. He made a century. So I thought that's it. He's made it. He's you know that'll give him what's that rule? You get a century, you get another two years or something. Like, yeah. That, you know, yeah. That was. March 2017, the two years still haven't even elapsed and he's nowhere yeah. near it now. Don't get it. But, yeah, he just... And like, forget his bowling. His bowling is nothing. Just, you know... Nah. If, he's if not an he, all-rounder. He's a batsman no, who can bowl no. a little bit if you need an yeah. off-spin. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's a very good fielder. Yeah, but I would just say, well, forget him. Is he a batsman? Do you want him in your top five or do you want him at five or six? Yes, we'll put him in. Forget all the other junk. We don't yeah. need an all-rounder. That's complete nonsense. How many overs did Manus bowl? Four. On the day yeah. one at the SCG. Well, that's, you know, Usman could have bowled one of them. And, um, 
Lyon could have bowled another one, and Finch could have bowled one, and yeah, Sean Marsh could have bowled one. So, Finch, yeah. Finch couldn't you. have. Finch couldn't yeah, have. Pity pie. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, interesting now that um, the Caxi are playing Sri Lanka in a three-day tour match. Off the back of that Sri Lanka squad announcement, the week before the test, there's a three-day game, day-night game in Hobart. So, Joe Burns and Matt Renshaw are in there, as is the hockey, hockey puck, puck, Will Pakowski. Yeah as well as Marnus, John Holland, who was in the UAE squad and played over there. Yeah. He's got to be the lowest profile Australian cricketer, doesn't he? John Holland. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Tre- yeah Chris Tremaine is also in there because he was in the squad for the Indian series. Then we've got uh, Curtis Patterson from New South Wales, Jason Sanger from New South Wales, Jake Earl Sandwich from Tassie, and we've got Scotty Boland and then Mick Nessa, who was in the squad for... UAE as well, yeah. so it it looks to me it's it, I wouldn't say it's a, exactly an Australia A team, but it's, it's sort of approaching that. Yeah, it's mm. it's approaching. There's probably one or two you might put a question mark next to. Maybe yeah. Doran. I'm not sure why Wade wouldn't play in that one, but anyway. Yeah. Um, so he can't embarrass them. Yeah, probably. No. Yeah. Violently <laughs> um, said no. That was. Uh, yes, something approaching an Australia A squad, which makes me wonder why they couldn't have done that for India's tour match coming yeah. up uh, that was back in November. So uh, interesting stuff that they've finally started putting together something approximating Australia A team for tour matches, which is good to see. I'm very happy with that. And uh, just one we haven't talked about yet, Will Pukowski. Yes, has made our man, runs. the hockey puck. Daddy 100, 200 mm. in the first Shield match of the year, then had a bit of a break. But um, has resisted the lure. Well, it's not much of a lure, is it? Playing for the Melbourne Stars. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just plays a bit of um, plays a bit of the old uh, Premier like cricket, great well, cricket. Yeah. So great that, cricket. we're, all, we're great... all good players are meant to play. That's it. We're all great Australian players play a lot. Great cricket. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also rocking some um, Sir Isaac Newton early days hair, which is good to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Captain, Captain James Cook, a bit of Christopher Columbus hair going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird fucking hair, but it's yeah. Australian oh, yeah. domestic cricket, so it's not yeah. unusual. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the rest of society, it's fucking weird. But it's mm. <laughs> now, um, Mick, just to pick up on one thing, we talked a lot about selections, and something to give us clarity around this was Theo Doropoulos tweeted out a picture from a Cricket Australia handbook or something from 2005-06. It was a pyramid, a triangle of yes, the I levels did see of this cricket. As well. Yeah, and you retweeted it, I think. Yeah, um, I did see that. It was very interesting. It was so simple. They had it mapped out. There was clarity around it. What happened? Yeah, what went so... wrong? Yeah. Well, it started off with everyone who wants to play cricket in Australia was the bottom row of the pyramid. Yeah. And then you get uh, representative cricket and you've got under-19s, you know, Australian age-level championship. Then you've got shield cricket. And it was just saying that's the progression of how you yep. go through cricket. And then there was the second, Australia, second 11 competition, which is called the Cricket Australia Cup at the time, was one step below shield cricket. And then below that was grade cricket. So the inference was that to get into the shield team, you'd play grade cricket, and then you'd play second 11 cricket, and then you get in the shield team. Not... And, and below that, set Cricket Australia Cup was under-19 and representative Cricket Australia, you know, under-16 championship, under-17 championship. So that was below second 11 cricket. And it just showed, you know, the order. Okay, you've got underage and open age and how they slot in together to build towards 
test ODI and T20 selection for yeah. Australia. Yeah, it's very and that's, good. And that's the pyramid that doesn't seem to be followed anymore. Well, that's the part Greg Chappell fucked up because mm. he took out all of that and it went from under 19 or under 21 Caxi into the test side and he took out all the fucking in-between guts and Greg yeah. Chappell fucked all that up. Yeah. Yep, mm. spot on. Yeah. But, um... Oh, you just... I had, no, don't worry, I forgot what I was going to say. I had something from... Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. No, I'm just saying very good stuff. Uh, but the hockey... Mm. Oh, the hockey puck. So apparently when mm. he was making that 200, he was... Um, that's when his mental health things kind of kicked in. and He, he was actually having anxiety, like, oh, dramas heck. in the middle whilst he was batting, apparently, and managed <laughs> to bat through it and actually make 200. So if someone's um, that sounds like a bloke who's made for um, high levels of cricket to me. I think. Yeah. Just to go so back, good on him. A little bit further, we had that um, low point, the darkest of dark days, the lowest of low points, uh, the Hobart Test match. You might recall Cal Ferguson, Joe Manny. Yeah. And then after that, we had a big clean out. We got rid of Joe Burns. We got rid of someone else. Oh, Andrew Adam Voges. Adam Voges. Peter uh, Neville? No, nah, nah, he didn't play. Oh, yeah, and yeah, Peter yeah. Neville. So got rid of those three, and we brought in Renshaw, Hanscom, and Wade. Nick Madison. No, did he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he did too. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Steve Smith put his foot down. Oh, that's right. Captain's yeah. choice. The old captain's call, like making um, the Queen's husband a sir. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Good captain's call. Tony Abbott and Steve Smith. Spinded, kindred spirits. Um, interesting to see now that that squad has got a mix of those guys. Hanscom's dropped again. Matt Renshaw's been recalled. Joe Burns been recalled. It's um, it's been a long time between drinks for Joe Burns. That was the last time he was dropped. So it's funny did he how play in Cape Town. Play in South oh, I did too. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, him and Renshaw came in after yeah, Sandpaper right. Gate. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, there seems to be a lot of churn, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Whereas, you know, we said about that point about picking picking and sticking a little bit more might be worthwhile. Yeah. And the same, Hanscom made a ton on the same tour of India with um, Maxwell and saved a match, battled out for a draw. So, yeah. mm. anyway, we look now at, at another squad. The selectors, geez, have been busy this week. <laughs> they earned their keep. Well, not enough time to make phone calls. Well, just, just about. Well, they're lucky they've got six different time zones so they can make phone calls, you know, at midnight here and still catch blokes in the West up and about. <laughs> <laughs> not no time to watch games of cricket. They're selecting oh. so much. Yeah, well, don't worry about watching any of the BBL because <laughs> there's nothing no, happening there. Oh, jeez. Oh. All right, so the ODI squad for Australia versus India. This was... Um, Interesting one. Aaron Finch named captain, as he should have been. Never understood why Tim Payne was captain in England. Yeah. I know it was about consistency, but it didn't make any sense. And uh, no, that's not it. That's not what I want. No, it's not. Yes. <laughs> uh, Alex so Carey was his vice. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess the big ones were Travis Head, Darcy Short, and Chris Lynn all out. I thought of those, Trevor's head was a bit hard done by, because I think in November against South Africa, he was pushed into opening, which is not his go. And I thought he was making you know, good runs in England, batting at four or five. I was a bit surprised he got the axe. Darcy Short probably a bit stiff too. He only, he only averaged 
60 over the last two yeah, years. Yeah, he does. Day or two level. He does, and he um, also he only got one bat against South Africa, so it's not a big sample space. The other one was um, Ben McDermott. He blitzed the JLT, didn't get mm. near the squad, went over for a bit of cover to the UAE for the T20s, although it was based on ODI form. Once again, that sort of mixed thinking that, um, oh, you're playing well in this white ball format. I oh, just seamlessly slot into the completely different one. That'll be fine. I think he yeah. went all right in Canada, but too, in that ODI comp. That oh, true, to. T20. Yeah. Yep. And then I think he was in the squad for the South African ones as well, but no spot for him here. Uh, Mick, your initial thoughts were you put out a test team. Huh? The ODI squad. Well, we got. Yeah, it's close, isn't yeah, it? Smash, oh, well, it's, it's, Larger, yeah, Smash. Larger, I think it's it's pretty much like it's it's Warney's test team because you got Carey's keeping, oh, Finch's yeah. in there. Like, yeah. it's like Shane, I think Shane won't look at that and goes, "That's a good test team." Stoinis, yeah, Stoinis. Warney be playing. Stoinis in it. Had Carey. The only one that was missing of Warney's like love children at the moment was Darcy Short, who probably yeah. was a little stiff not to be in it. So, yeah. um, I think the funny thing I saw on social media during the week or when this squad was announced was um, the whole group think around Shaw Marsh and how <sighs> bad he is. Yeah. Been our most consistent ODI player for at least the last twelve months. Yes. In yeah. England, he yeah. made what three hundreds in four games or something. So yeah, yeah. Yes, he can't play Test cricket, but there's no reason why he shouldn't be in the ODI team. Yeah. But this... these people complaining about him, have got their Test hat on, yeah. not looking at his actual stats in the ODIs where yeah. he's really good. Yep. Yes, it's yeah. annoying that sort of stuff. He made a ton in Hobart against South Africa. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So um. Yeah, I don't have an issue with his selection. I'd put him at three, probably. I'm interested to think um, about the looking ahead to the World Cup. I mean, we've got these three games now, and we've got five in India and five in the UAE against Pakistan. And um, there's not that's um, that's 13 games of one-day cricket as the train comes through. And, um, that's not a lot. I wonder why the big three. Fast bowlers need to be rested. They're not Dale Stain. Australia seem to have this um, idea that Stark, Hazelwood, and Cummins are, are three Dale Stains, so they've got to, you know, treat him appropriately, the same way that South Africa look after Dale Stain. But um, yeah, just just junk. Like you said the other day, don't rest all three. Look, rest yeah. one, rest two, yeah. but one of them should be playing. Yeah. Or Dean Jones had a, had a good point. He said, why don't put all three of them in the squad and give them all one, one of the games off, so rotate yeah, right. through them. That makes a lot of sense but to the me. the thing is, you know, the test team can't bat, so therefore these blokes have been bowling thousands of overs. Uh, I don't understand yeah. why they would need a rest, but yeah. all at the same time. No. But, and, uh, with that, as, but with that being... With non-test bowlers, so maybe they're not the best one-day mm. bowlers. Well, this is the thing that shits me. They don't play enough for us to actually get a, a scope on how whether they are in our yeah. best ODI team or not. Yeah. Um, I read a thing that Glenn McGrath said, you know, you need two completely different plans for test cricket and ODI cricket. That's definitely what they didn't have against the English team last year. They just yeah. bowled that chest-high, short-of-a-length stuff in the one-days, and they just got carded. Got pounded. Yeah. The and so that, I don't um, know that um, Cummins and Hazelwood, Stark's got a great ODI record, but yeah. But he's in shit form at the moment. Mm. And it's an interesting point. Brett Lee got back into the test team by swinging the brand new white ball. It was, you know, mm. the first two overs bowling Yorkers, and Stark used to do the same thing. I don't know if it wouldn't have been a good idea for him to play two of these. 
and get the white ball in his hand and swing it because he hasn't he hasn't managed to swing the red ball at all this summer. Yeah. The um the what this is a, this is another worrying thing about the selectors is the last time they put Nathan Lyon mm. in an ODI team. His test bowling went to shit because he yep. started to bowl flat and flat. fast like he was in an ODI. So why the fuck pick him again? Like just yeah. leave him in, just leave him as a test bowler. I don't care that the World Cup is in fucking England because I don't give a shit. He's not. Don't play him because when it's all said and done, he's our arguably our best or our second best bowling weapon in our test side. Why fuck with that to win some tournament that we're not going to win? Yeah, it's a far wide. It's a good point. Like, yeah, like because yeah. like, in Australia. Yeah, yep. well, they didn't. They didn't pick Zampa in this ODI mm. that just happened. They didn't pick him because no, but that is shit. But in ODIs and that, he's actually been South Africa. He took wickets. He bowled. He bowled relatively. He sort of come good. Didn't he, he bowled all right. So why now fuck up his momentum? Because all yeah. of a sudden you oh we got this test off spin. Let's see. Let's give him yeah, some one day choppy. games. Like. And then they, mm. they come out and they blame Mitch Marsh getting getting the runs, going, oh, well, because we didn't have him, we couldn't pick two spinners. Well, you got fu- Stoinis is an all-rounder. You've already got a fucking all-rounder. And you know what you do? You don't pick this off-spinner that hasn't played a one-day game for about two years and pick the leg spinner you've been fucking bowling. Mm. Yeah. I agree with the non-picking. Uh, I don't think Nathan Lyons should play, but... He, you know, this whole bowling ugly in the UAE and stuff like that. He's changed his bowling action depending on what situation he's been in and still performed. Still managed to come to Australia and take wickets bowling more top spin than side spin. So I think he can now change yeah. his, the way he bowls. I was going to jump in and say that again, that I think he's got, um, I think the last time he had a serious run in the ODI team was something like 2012 or something like that, or 2015, which is... Three, three, yes, exactly. I think he possibly now has got the 80 tests behind him. He's got the experience. He's about 30, 31 years of age where he could probably switch between formats and not have, you know, like Glenn McGrath said, you've got to have two different sets of bowling plans. He probably can do that now, I reckon. And so we'll see. If I I Look, Zampa hasn't set the world on fire. He's good at times, but, you know, his numbers, if you flick them up, I read them the other day, they're pretty awful. Um, Yeah, but that's because he's Australian. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, uh, I do doesn't get the bowl to Australian batsman. Yeah, yeah is that right? Should be playing ODIs. I don't think he's the best ODI spinner in the country. No, forward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But that being said, I don't think it'll de- be a detriment to his Test game. But I just no. don't think he should be picked in general. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fair enough. Well, he did go on the tour of England in the middle of the year. Uh, yeah, he did. yeah. Dean Jones says that that's uh, the hardest format physically to play, the fifty-over game, and yeah, it's a long day. It's a hundred overs. That makes sense. And so I'm he's going to test for that from yesterday, fellas. <laughs> he's um, <laughs> he's not surprised that players opt out when they get the opportunity to do so. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So Glenn uh, Glenn Maxwell again. We're talking about ODIs. Bad at seven yesterday. What did he face? Five balls. Hmm. Mm. Where yeah, should he be batting was. in this ODI team? Five or six. Yeah. Well, he ah, three or four. Yeah, I reckon. He last the 2015 World Cup, he batted at five. So, you know, what's he? if that's his spot, that's fine. But I don't think you could say, oh, he shouldn't be batting at five. This team's not as strong as that team. Nah. Where's so, Stoinis batting? Six. Six. That, that's so all right. He batted under Stoinis. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he did that that's against it. South Africa too. Yeah. Mm. 
I would but think. You can blame Fat Finchy for that. He sets the batting order. He's the captain. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I would think in the in the four years since the 2015 World Cup, he should have moved up a spot or two, and he should be that mainstay, that rock, that guy who gives the team energy, a bit like Finch at the top of the order, who wasn't playing Test cricket, but those ODI specialists, you've got to have a couple of them in your top six, I reckon, just yeah. to um, get the get the team rolling, and they just they give more because it's the only format they play in. Um, Maybe um, you found a bowler, Jai Richardson. Yeah, Sorry, Mick, yeah. cut you off. You can go back to your point. Yeah, no, you're right. I was just going to say, um, I think Maxwell should be at three. Bad Usman at four. Mm. So if then Usman yep. can do his Usman thing behind Maxwell if Maxwell fucks up. Yep, yep. That's actually true because that's mm. more of you know, the, the benchmark of ODI Cricket's England. Mm. They yeah. take all their sloggers up the top and yep. they have root. Anchor. Nah, four. Four in the ODIs, because you're right. Yeah. They got so the, he comes th- in yeah. and just nudges them around at running yeah. ball and everyone else yeah. goes hell for leather. So yep. It's probably the benchmark on how to play it at the moment. I, that would make sense. Yeah. Putting a, yes, a hitter at three. Yeah. Yep. I think um, that would look good. It's. Um, I'm not sure if Usman's the guy at four. Maybe Sean Marsh is yeah, more the four. Someone, Us- yeah. Usman just, like, I think Usman and Root. I think, oh, Root's way ahead of him. Just yeah. in terms of, of the nudging around. Because you look at Usman yesterday, he's 59 off 80 or something. Yeah. He can't rotate strong. No. It's boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Test cricket, ODI cricket. Yeah. Uh, even 2020. Yeah. He can't, he doesn't rotate strong. Yeah. But the so, other thing with an ODI that should come into selection as well, which Usman is mm. at the lower end of as well, is fielding. Yeah. yeah. Like your batsmen should be relatively decent fielders as well because it's a massive part of the game, especially in ODI cricket. I'm not anti... Did he two last night? Mm. Don't know, I'm just more it. the fact that he runs he runs about as fast as a cement truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know if there's a spot for Usman and Sean Marsh in the no, one-day team. So. But, uh, you know, so then you've got to pick a better one, yeah. which is Sean Marsh. Sean yeah. Marsh by far, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, I'm not anti-Usman. I just think, you know, he needs to have a clear role. And I agree with that. What did England go with? They've got Alex Hales, uh, some Josh other... Butler. Josh Butler. and someone else at three. Yeah. And they're the, they're the goers. Then they have Root is the anchor role at four. Yeah, yeah that's right. You've got a couple of hitters underneath. Yeah, yeah. Ben Stokes, Mo Ali. Yeah. Mo Ali, yeah. yeah. Boxing Ben. Boxing. Boxing. Yeah. We haven't mentioned him in a while. No. Because he hasn't been doing anything. Because we're scared of him. He hasn't punched anyone. <laughs> he hasn't punched anyone for a while, so we haven't had to mention him. You're going to slip the so, boot in after he knocks us the fuck out, too. Yeah. Do you think there's only a spot for Stoinis or Mitch Marsh? Yep. Yes. Stoinis bullshit. He's better than Mitch Marsh at the moment. He's a bat. is a dead set batting all rounder. Like, he's not. And they keep bowling him like he's this answer well, with the ball and he's just not he's not he's the fifth bowler and they've got to have five yeah. bowlers he's the fifth yeah. one is he good enough to be the fifth bowler uh, he bowls he can, well him and Maxwell can bowl five each fine yeah okay Maxwell does go and, for plenty or if Maxwell gets carded Finchy bowls three overs yeah. they've got options yeah okay um, it's always good when you can say, well, there's the five bowlers and there's our backup. Yeah. So, yeah, Maxwell, I see as the backup. He's the sixth bowler. He's not He's not going to bowl 10 yeah. overs. One day he might, you know. Every 10th yeah. you know, yeah. ODI he might bowl 10 overs. He might bowl two or three every game, five, six sometimes. Yeah. yeah. 
snook yep. him into the middle overs and yeah. hopefully... Or if he's going well, he could get on a run and bowl, you know, seven or eight overs for four or five games in a row. You know, I'm not yeah. Um, yeah. doubting it, but, um, yeah, he's the sixth bowler. That's fine. Okay. So, yeah, interesting ODI squad. Um, some bad news about, you know, we're looking forward to the World Cup. Peter Siddle as the oh. death bowler, or I am. But all the all the ODIs from now on take on greater significance because the World Cup is in yeah, the first of June. Yep. And I imagine Ross will start actually playing eleven guys over and over again now. Yes. As Australia do leading up to World well, Cup. Well, that's the issue with the big three not playing. It's frustrating, in a sense. I know these. Yeah, based you know. based on last night, maybe they shouldn't be playing. Yeah, well, that's what I think too. I don't know that necessarily Josh Hazelwood is a better ODI bowler than, say, Jai Richardson. Or I don't think he is. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Hazelwood's ever been a good ODI bowler. His numbers aren't about... bad. I did look him up. Yeah. But um, I think... I don't reckon... Yeah. Does he bowl death? I don't reckon nah, he does. Nah, I don't reckon he does. I don't know about... Jai's... I reckon he bowls with a new mm. pill and that's it. And then yeah. comes to the middle overs and finishes yeah. off. Yeah, Sandu Jai's style. Got that, Jai's got that thing that he's really sharp. And yeah. he's a, he's still a little bit of a um, unknown quantity, I think. Yeah, and he's a bit of a um, wild pony. Like he's not broken in yet, so he can be. So he'll get one that'll jag off a length and do something crazy, and he'll do something unpredictable that keeps the batsman on their toes because he's not a ref- he's still not a hundred percent refined. Yeah, so I think what, I think what and he has arm breaking ability. Mm. What did you say? What did you say? I was just saying that he's got a bit of Gladstone smaller bear. Oh, really? His shoulders are a lot higher than yeah. the base of his neck. <laughs> <laughs> all um, I know is Michael Clark would have liked him because he knows how to break a fucking arm. So that's all right. That's it. Good call. <laughs> Peter Siddle's going to be the death bowler. How do you see that playing out, Alex? Very, very poorly. <laughs> well, I think last... There's going to be too many balls. I think he's back to his balls on the hip, Peter Siddle. Oh, yeah. The ball to trot in that yeah. shithouse the Ashes series in Australia. Yeah. Run in, bowl three good balls, one on the hip, and then one good ball, and then another one on the hip. So yeah. they'll get car- he'll get carted. Yeah, yeah. It's really bad. So, the question is, if Peter Siddle's bowling at the death, has any has any side ever hit six sixes to bring up a victory? <laughs> <laughs> So it's interesting that um, he didn't open the bowling last night. Berendorf and Richardson did. Uh, two for 39. Berendorf, that's a good uh, performance by him. Four for 26 yeah. for Jai Richardson. Two for none at one stage. jazz hands when he runs in. Uh-huh. Uh, Peter Siddle, eight overs, one for 48. Oof. So six yeah. and over. Uh. And that one was like number eight or number nine, wasn't it? Yeah. Siddle, number 10. <laughs> Oh, no, number uh, number nine. Sorry, Yadav was at nine. Yeah. Uh, Steiner's two for 66 off ten. Yeah. So, interesting. Well, your fifth bowler going at... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not too bad. No, no. As long as you're taking wickets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who'd he get? He got um, he got someone... Oh, he got uh, Rohit Sharma, the opener, out for 133. Yeah, chopping yeah. off. Yeah, and he got number ten, Shami out. Rohit Sharma, the dying breed of fat international cricketers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was his twenty-second ODI hundred. Has he got like yeah. three double tons or something? Yes. Four, four, jeez, oh, fuck. No, no, two three. or three. He's got yeah. one hundred and seventy-eight and one hundred and sixty on. Oh, jeez. Right, um, interesting. The number of games the Australian players have played ODI have just really dropped off. Uh, back in the day, be India, Pakistan, Australians would have the most ODI games played, just because of the way they their own home board structured their cricket 
with us having 10 ODIs every summer. Uh, now, there's not an Australian in the team with over 100 ODIs. Now, I know there's a few close with Finchie. Well, Finchie's got 97 now. Yeah, and um, Maxwell's got 80-odd. But yeah. to think both of those guys played in the last World Cup four years ago, and in four years they haven't even clicked up 100 games. It's, um, yeah. Uh, Steve Waugh played 320-odd. Um, but I think... Um, Brett Lee T20, and Glenn McGrath, 220-odd. T20's killed a bit of that too because mm. you play less of them now because there's yeah. T20s as you well. probably go 50-50, but if you look at someone like Mitch Stark, he's only played 75 ODIs and uh, he's only played about 20 or something T20Is. So there's more resting goes on, I reckon. I couldn't see a 28-year-old yeah, Glenn McGrath missing these three ODIs. just seems unthinkable. But he ran in as half rat. Well, true. He was he was unique. He did not many test fast bowls get to 121 test matches. Most of them are cooked after 70. So he was so a bit of a freak. Like Brett Lee, 220. Real fast. Yeah, yeah. 220 ODIs. Yep. A bit more talk over his front knees and hips and stuff. So but, um, thought he would be. He would be. He would base. play for sure. Stark should be his numbers, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't have an issue with Cummins being rested because he has a history of yeah. being made of tissue yeah. paper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Stark's reasonably durable, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, he and can Hazelwood. Like Mitchell Johnson, yeah. durable. Yeah. He, but I think the Stark thing, seems I think, to break his foot occasionally. That's his, his yeah. main problem. Yeah. I think the thing with Hazelwood is, like you said, I don't think, I don't think he's being rested. I think he wasn't picked, personally. Well, they said rested. Yeah, it's easy to say that when you drop a boy. Yeah. <laughs> that should just be the line. They should call up. You're being yeah. rested. You're being rested yeah. in the Everyone twos, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, uh, just not to bog down in scheduling, but um, yeah. why why did we play in these ODIs now? Why not play these? Sri Lanka finished their tour of New Zealand on Friday and then could come over here and play a warm-up match and then we could get into the test wide and then play, say, three ODIs against Sri Lanka at the end of this. See, it's that chopping and changing, and just play all the yeah. tests now. Ah, probably to get three bumper sellout crowd ODIs against India. I suppose I don't think those sort of logical things. Sellout crowds, but anyway. Are we? St- oh, are we still like a fair few people at the SCG? Yeah. Are the Aussies? The the Indians probably ask for it because they they still like playing ODIs too. Yeah. True. Anyway. And it gets MS Stoney a couple more games. Oh, well, that's yeah. true. Well, interesting you bring, bring that up because he played a curious innings uh, last night. He did come in at three for four after yeah. 3.5 overs, so he did go slowly, but he never accelerated. <laughs> he finished... No. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it reminded me of Michael Bevan, how he used to... This Donny was doing this back in 2012, I remember, when Sri Lanka came here for a triangular one. He'd slow down so that he could hit the hit the winning runs off the last yeah. over or the very last ball, in fact. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a little bit of me, me, me about MS Dhoni. And um, Denzel, our correspondent in the UK, is all over this because he said he batted this way at Lords, And you might remember he kept saying, check out Dhoni's spot fixing in this ODI yeah, uh, in the middle of the year. Yeah. Now, yeah. this is an extreme scenario. He came at three for four, so it's fair enough to bat slow. But I was watching 
a bit. And Rohit Sharma started off slow as well, but he, you know, he accelerated and he got up. He was, you know, thirty or fifty balls, and Donny's fourteen or fifty balls. So, it's like, come on, mate. And um, interesting thing, I was listening to a bit of the commentary, and one of the Indian commentators came on ABC Radio and said, "Yeah, Donny, he's struggling a bit, and he's hitting it to the fielders." And I did see that, and said, "Perhaps it'd be better if he changed his batting position. Maybe he should bat." And I thought they're going to say seven. You know, he's you know, struggling. He's thirty-seven years old. He's losing a bit. Maybe he should bat at four. <laughs> <laughs> How's that going to help? But maybe that fits in with he's going to play that Joe Root role. Of go slow. I'm not sure Joe Root's going 51 off 96 very often. No, I think he probably goes at a runner ball, doesn't he? Yeah, it's something like 75 percent. 120. Yeah, yeah. He goes about 75 to 80 runs per 100 balls. Don't should change his batting position to 13. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's a good point when you got Pant on the sidelines and you think, Donny Pant. I don't know. You would have thought Pant could score probably a Sharma type role. Or uh, runs per ball. This is just. I think this is a very. It's a very. Um, it's the way Indian cricket deal with this situation where they've got a grade of the game who is a little bit past it, but they don't want to wind him up. So they say to him like, "What do you want to achieve?" And Donny's yeah. thing is he wants to play and win, win the, the next Cup. World Cup. Yeah. So they go, "Okay, we'll let you achieve that, and then you can retire." It's like the Sachin thing. Like, he had oh, to get yeah. to 200 tests. Yeah. And then once he got there, he retired and he walked away. Yeah. And it's just, and like, and it's just, it's, they don't, like, Australia have a history of cutting blokes off at the knees where India don't seem to have that with their really big names and they let them just kind of get their way. And that's all well and good, but you've got a young bloke now in Pound who showed in the test series, in the test summer over here, that he's going to be a good player and a good player probably for a decent amount of time. Every game Donny plays that Pant doesn't, you're nullifying Pant's development mm. to a degree. It's, it's a tricky one, the balance there, you know. Yeah. Um, how you go about it. It's interesting, yes, that session farewell was choreographed from about two years out. It was sort of yeah. annoying almost. Um, getting the West Indies to come in to be schmucks and just come for two tests now. <laughs> They're real. Well, it's similar to uh, A.B. de Villiers, though. He got yeah. to leave whenever he liked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Steve Waugh had a farewell tour, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Australia stopped doing that yes. shit recently. Yes, they have. Um, yeah, it's, it's, hard to say that, it's hard to say that A.B. was on the verge of getting dropped, but when he retired... Well, when does Aaron Finch get his goodbye tour? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Could rack up some binary numbers. Uh, no, decimal, decimal. decimal. <laughs> the, Sean um, marsh it up for a series and then walk yeah. away. Uh, interesting. I looked at Dean Jones uh, talking about one-day cricket. He had his ODI uh, World Cup team in there. He had Farwood in there, and he had um, Pete Hanscom with the gloves on. I just mm. wondered, Carey and Finch... Finch is captain. I feel like they're going to stick with him for duration. He's not in great form, but there's plenty of time, and he's got good numbers in England. Lots of experience there too, so I think that's fine. Is Kerry going to open in the World Cup? I hope not. Mm. Same. David Warner will. Warner. So Warner and Finch. And then, well, bad news with Steve Smith. Yesterday, he came back from the Bangladeshi Premier League and he's got to have elbow surgery. Yeah. And he's going to be in a, in a 
cast or sling oh, for six and weeks. A brace as well. Yeah, apparently. brace. You have to wear a brace. Yeah. So it's a fairly big injury. Uh, yeah. So what's it now? January the fifteenth of Jan, we'll say. So mid Jan. So it's, it's a three month recovery. Takes him through to April, mid April. Mm. Mm. And the the World Cup squad's announced on April twenty three. So, so we're still fucking Australian cricket. <laughs> this you could have done this early, the fucker. This <laughs> reminds me of um, last World Cup captain Michael Clark, and uh, oh, that's right. He's lead up to the 2015 World Cup, where he basically bullied the selectors. The yeah, bullied the selectors into it. Yeah, <laughs> and because that World Cup was so long and drawn out. Um, Once in a lifetime. Yeah, no. he was able to sort of get sneak in halfway through the tournament and was fine. And interesting, he bent at four. I mean, he's the go slow man. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Uh, we have a look at uh, India. We're able to, for the first time in 80-odd years, send home two players, Mick. Yes. So KL Rahul and Panda. Haritya Pandayi, I think it is. Yeah. Hardik. Yep. Hardik, yeah. Hardik, yep. We're sent home yeah. for... Would they go on a chat show that was filmed so in they... Australia? Yeah, so they were in Australia, but it's an Indian chat show. So I don't know whether the guys over here doing some stuff or they rang in or whatever. Yeah. But they basically it got on to them talking about their sex lives and rooting. and conquests is a nice way to put it. Yeah, or rooting, as David so eloquently put it. Um, and they basically, I think they they said something along the lines of one of them must be like part like. I don't want to use his wording, but something along the lines of that he's he's got some West Indian heritage or something, so that makes him a pants man. Oh. So, like, he just... so They basically just went on there saying, yeah, we just fuck chicks left, right and centre. Not in those words, but it's effectively yeah. what they said. And the BCCI just went, well, that's not how we want you representing us and shipped them off back to uh, India. So BCCI said instead of fucking chicks, you can go and fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting yeah. one. I can't think an Australian cricketer going on a chat show and being asked questions like that. No, nah, and that's it's the weird Strange thing. questions. And also, yeah. when they get asked questions like that, they didn't have the thought or the training to just go, oh, I'm not talking yeah. about that. What else you got? You know? Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 And it's like from the yeah. quotes I read, it wasn't as well. It wasn't either like that the answers had to be dragged out of them. Like it, it oh. came out like pretty easy. Just bang, 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 bang. <laughs> yeah. I but think yeah, you can might you imagine? Also... Hmm. Sorry. No, you're right, Mick. Go. I was going to say, can you imagine like. Uh, Jason Berendorf going on the project and talking about how many chicks he slays with Walid Ali. <laughs> no, I can't. It's, it seems also like um, perhaps there's some cultural things that we don't quite get. Yeah. Like um, maybe they're trying to be edgy or something, that chat show. I don't really get it. I'm not yeah. sure. I don't know much about Indian, Indian culture. Rock stars, yeah. yeah. They just say what they want. Mm. And the Australian cricketers, no one gives a fuck about it, mm. so they wouldn't even ask that yeah. question. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the, probably ask them about Steve Smith. Yes. Yeah. Mm. The, the only thing I could think of was, um, you know, Australian cricketers, they might talk about uh, drinking, but, you know, yeah. it's not quite yeah, taboo. But, yeah, they wouldn't talk about smoking darts so much, maybe. Uh, <laughs> remember Warney at the end of the last World Cup, how much are you going to drink tonight? <laughs> oh, <laughs> the boys are thirsty. Uh, are you always thirsty? thirsty. <laughs> yeah. Interview eight blokes and say the same line to them eight different ways. <laughs> um... 
That's because he's he had a, a strong dude. grounding in that chat show he had. Warning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a dead... Weird puppets of friggin'... <laughs> Penis yeah. puppetry. Yeah. Uh, Twelfth no, man. Twelfth man. Yeah. All right. Um, the other Sorry. one I could think of was... Um, did you, I watched a Cricket Australia video about Steve Waugh winning man of the match when he was hung over at an ODI yes, in 1986 and they got footage of him he's taking his guard and he's out there like tapping his stomach and looking like he did a little vom in his mouth <laughs> it was very funny uh, yeah he had some port the night before <laughs> which didn't agree with him yeah. <laughs> yes that's what he said it was someone well, he's an 80 year old he was an 80 year old man his entire life Steve yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. so then after that he always just went back to southern comfort yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bit of southern comfort yeah. and coke and a bit of John Williamson on John the radio on, and the and two, <laughs> on the CD player with yeah. two hats on just to be sure no port yeah. to get in <laughs> just wear two hats listening to a fella from Cunnamulla yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he had his New South Wales one day hat on and then his Australian one day hat over the top in a brown paper bag <laughs> <laughs> and um, last night Joy Richardson well here's how things have come and this is a nice little complete the circle here the Australian team wore 1986 85-86 ODI uniform yeah that looked pretty good yeah it looked pretty good it's yellow that was the big thing that made it look good not green when Combank yeah, sponsored him Steve Waugh, one man of the match, he got a gold goblet, probably to drink some more port out of. <laughs> Last night, Joe Richardson, one man of the match, and what did he get? A cricket bat. <laughs> yeah, fucking be disappointed. <laughs> you go to India, you win a weird friggin' motorcycle yeah, as man of the match. Yeah, that you don't get to you keep. Get a, yeah, but anyway, you get a novelty check. Yeah, novelty check. Yeah, true. Mm. I remember those. Mm. This is this some weird room at the back of the SCG. They used yeah. to hand them a friggin' giant check. Yeah, in the basement or something. It always looked really yeah, weird. It was yeah, weird. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think Gold Goblet, that'd be, you know, or one of those trophies with a batsman hitting a boundary if you win man of the match, yes. regardless of whether you're a batsman yeah, yeah. or a bowler, the one with him hitting a hitting a boundary. <laughs> yeah. Or just local cricket style, you wear a pair of batting gloves. Yeah. <laughs> right-handed, even though you were left-handed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right, so have we got any further... Oh, now, I will say, they brought back the 85-86 uniform, Australia, they've brought back, and it's warming the cockles of my heart because it's going to be a fucking stinker here on Tuesday. It's going to be 45 degrees in Bendigo. The midweek ODI is back. One day only oh, nice. from Adelaide. I'll be watching the whole thing. Um, interesting here, something they haven't brought back. They've broken from tradition. ODIs in Australia have always started at uh, 2.20, 2.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. For some reason yesterday, and I'm happy for it, started at 1.20. And on Friday at the MCG, it's starting at 1.20. But on Tuesday in Adelaide, it's starting at 2.20, traditional time. Not sure why. Why wouldn't all games start at the same time, 1.20? Anyway, it's, uh, I wondered why. And the Friday one starts at 1.20 because then Foxtel have a BBL game out of Perth at 9.30, straight after the last ball of the ODI. You go watch a BBL game. Unheard of. Unprecedented. That's, that's sort of um, that's as big as today which is BBL Sunday. It's triple header. First time ever, BBL Sunday. We'll be at the pub, yep. watching it. Yep. 2.45 through to midnight. Three BBL games, one after another. Yeah. Well, wait. Better <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up. How's, how's going to be waking up at 5.15 tomorrow, Paul, when you've got the 2.45 to midnight <laughs> down the pub? <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it might actually be a, a half past 12, quarter to one finish, actually. It's, I think it's a 9.30 start out of Perth, so that's a three-hour game. So, yeah, that is, that's more like 10 to one in the morning finish. Hopefully they've got a one o'clock licence at the pub. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be like um, Tip Mads and I standing outside the fence while the cleaner's cleaning to leave the TV on. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm curious. I just, you know, me and Fixture, I don't want to harp on it too much, but why 120, 220, then 120? Maybe there's a really important um, uh, A League game they have to show at midday on Tuesday, so they can't start. I'm sure there's some Australian domestic basketball players <laughs> to play, so it always suggests me to watch that shit. Yeah. With KO. Don't put the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, put basketball, scroll endlessly yeah, through basketball, basketball. matches. Mm. Idiots. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't care that they've shifted the games. I don't know why yesterday's at Sydney was at 120, but I like the earlier start, just fits, suits my day better. Um, <laughs> but just, I'd Finish love. Finish off lunch with the kids, mate. Yeah, you straight don't on. Sit for an hour. That's it, exactly right. So I just, I don't care that the fixture is governed by TV. I'm happy with that. I just love, just like, you know, Trevor Hones, a selector, has to come out now and tell the media why he's chosen this player. I want Foxtel to do press conferences now while they say, okay, the ODI at this time is going to start this time, and this is the reason why. And I can just go, oh, okay, I get it now. Because the same happened one of the ODIs. The ODI in Hobart started at 120 against South Africa. I was like, why? Just tell me why. I don't care. But don't care that it's a different time. Just, I want to know why. I'm thirsty for knowledge. Okay. With all, knowledge is power, mate. Yeah, with that little segue there about today being BBL Sunday. It's like Super Bowl Sunday, but it's a BBL triple header. Obviously, um, you know... There's nothing like <laughs> no, um, Fox, Every Foxtel set will be on. Every KO app will be tuned in. Consumption rates of electricity and washing machines yeah. and, and all alcohol. the alcohol will go through the roof because today is and it's a perfect. It's the middle of January. It's when it should be. It's BBL Sunday, my friend, and don't you fucking forget it. Right, <laughs> David and Mick I'll be now. Renegades top down the pub. Yeah, it's yes. Yeah, shirts off for the third game. I hear is the rule too. Cool. So, <laughs> get your chest out. Um, all right, let's move on. All right, over uh, to Mick for some BBL highlights. All righty. So um, yeah, so we. Basically, with the BBL, um, I was going to write down some highlights. And I decided just to kind of do a little bit of a stats summary as well, just give oh. us an idea of who's actually been playing well and who, and how they've been going. So um, basically, so far we haven't had a ton yet in the BBL. Opposed, yeah, I to noticed the that Mick yeah. WBBL, which is that fucking seems to have won every fucking game. The girls are smashing it. But, um, yeah, so there hasn't been a ton yet in the BBL. The highest score has been 89, which was uh, Josh Butler, who is playing for the Sydney Thunder this year, and he made that against Hobart down at the uh, famous Boot Arena down at Bell Reef. So, um, he's, yeah, so he's the leading run scorer. He's been playing pretty well. He's got 273 runs, so he's doing all right. He's not setting the world on fire, but he's going at a strike rate of about 130, which is what you're after, so... Uh, next up is the man we're talking about when it comes to getting dropped from the ODIs is Darcy Short, who's um he's got two hundred and fifty nine runs. His highest score is sixty seven, which he made against the Heat when they played a couple of games up on the Gold Coast at the Metricon Stadium or the old Carrara Ground, which is the uh, Gold Coast Suns AFL team's home ground. Um, Chrissy Lind's got himself two hundred and forty seven. His highest score is eighty four, which he also made the Gold Coast, but he was against the Sixers. 
then we've got Ashton Turner, who was the man who got called up into the ODI or into the ODI squad to cover for I've got the runs, Mitch Marsh, and not the runs that we want, but he's got the runs as in running to the toilet. Um, he's got 240 runs. Um, he made a 60-odd not out's his best score. Uh, Jake Weatherold, whose place was a striker, has been opening the batting. He's actually been having a pretty good uh, BBL by his standards. He's uh, he's had a really good one. He's got 218 runs. He's got a top score of 71, which he made against the Renegades down at uh, Cadinia Park in Geelong, where the Renegades have been, are going to play or have played a couple of games. So, And um, the second highest score for the whole tournament was from everyone's favourite little prick, Matty Wade. He made 87 against the Thunder, which was also a boot arena. i got a feeling, I think that game was the one we might have live podcasted, the one where we Wade did. made 87. That's it? Yeah. Yep. Best game of the BBL so far. Highest scoring, 190 yeah. on each. Hmm. So I reckon that might have been when Joss got his 89. It might be the same game, actually, from memory. But uh, wickets-wise, um, the rum pig, Steve O'Keefe, has got the most wickets. <laughs> with uh, He's got 13 wickets. He's got best bowling of three for 19. Uh, unsurprisingly, Rashid Khan is the next best with 11 wickets. His best is also three for 19. Um, one who I was surprised by by a little bit, was um, who's also got 11 wickets, was Tom Curran, who's uh, English Zimbabwean Tom Curran, who um, is playing for the Sydney Sixers. Uh, he's definitely got the most punchable head in world cricket. Every time I see him, I want to punch my TV. Um, and he took three for 18 against the Renegades. I've got a theory that he's not playing in the English side or any English sides at the moment because boxing Ben Stokes will punch him, I reckon. But anyway. Yeah, couldn't help himself. Yeah. A risk you can't take. Yeah. Uh, everyone's favourite um, barista, Kane Richardson, also has 11 wickets playing for the Renegades. Uh, his best is three for 22. Um... This one surprised me a little bit, but um, the man with the Super Troopers moustache, James Faulkner, has 10 wickets so far in wow. the BBL. He has he's best bowling of three for 25. I um, think he's eyeing off that Australia's got the World T20 in 2020, so he's thinking that's probably his once-in-a-lifetime opportunity uh, to play yeah. another World Cup for Australia. Man, man of the match, I think he's thinking. That'll be his, uh, that'll be his best chance because he won't play in the World Cup. Um Sean Abbott's also got ten wickets at his Killing best. Him. Was, yeah, he killed. It. I was gonna say murdering him, but yeah, same thing. Uh, his best is slayed him. His best. This has got to be a typo. I wrote down his best is three for ninety nine, but I don't think that's correct. Well, bold. <laughs> <laughs> it must be Jeez. three for nineteen. I think. Um, Next bag or four. And then the new, um, the man that we've been pushing pretty hard to get into the big lug eleven, which Gin's been pushing back on. Daniel Sams also has 10 wickets. Mm, and he has he has best bowling of three for five against wow, the Stars. Mm. So it doesn't really count because it's against the Stars. But um, And he, he did that at Monica when they played a game out at Canberra. So the best bowling for the entire tournament comes from one of the show's favourites, Andrew Sutton Ty, who had got four for 18, which is also against the Stars, so it doesn't really count. Uh, the only other man to get a forfer is uh, Liam Plunkett, who was playing for the Stars, and he took four for 36. So he's just come over and started playing for the Stars in the last couple yes. of weeks. Liam, he's uh, he is Liam Plunkett, the English um, one-day bowler. So, uh, yeah, so in terms of the actual standing, so we've got Hobart's five and one, so they're on top. They've only had the one loss. Uh, Strikers are second with four and three. The Renegades are also four and three at the moment. 
Uh, as are the Sixers, so that's your top four. So it's Hobart, Strikers, Renegades, Sixers. The Stars are three and four. The Thunder are three and four. The Thunder's a surprising one because they look like they yeah. were going to be... With Josh really and Watto and Joe Root now they and Farwad and they had a, they got a pretty good side on paper so they just don't seem to be getting it done at the moment. The other one down the bottom was the uh, is the Brisbane Heat. The Bash brothers are getting bashed around the head and they get they're two for four at the moment. So, and the one that brings a brings a real warmness to my soul <laughs> is that who is dead stone yeah. motherless last. Is the Perth Scorchers? Yes. So you know, weigh in on what I think the Perth Scorchers are doing wrong. They got Ashton Turner, who's fourth top run scorer, batting at six. Yeah. Finally, they got him up to three in one of the games. Can he? Yeah. He's their best batsman. Can you please bat him at three? Jeez. I'd give you a hot tip. He'll do a little bit better at three than David Willie will. Oh, Far out. All right. Um, so yeah. no Langer, no Scorchers. Mm. Apparently. Yes. Yeah. Interesting yeah, point about Justin Langer. He'd never won a domestic thing as coach, domestic title. Didn't win the Shield or the JLT. Mm. So he's not a winner. No. He's a fucking loser. I don't know yeah. if that's right, actually. I read that. I don't know that that's right. I think he won the but JLT So the Cup. BBL is not counted as a domestic because he won well, that. No, I think, I think, actually, this is a Jeff Lawson article, so I should have just disregarded it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he meant he hasn't won the Shield because he's won yeah. JLTs yeah. and BBLs. Yes. Yeah, he never yeah. won the Shield. No. Yeah, that's right. And Darren Lehman Despite did. Good side. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, interesting, Mick. I did a little bit of stats. Scores over yep. 160. I know that's my benchmark. Eight and over. Been, of the 28 games I think played so far, there's been 14 scores over 160. So not a lot. No, well, there's 56 innings in 28 games. No, so, so it was exactly a quarter. Exactly a quarter. And unfortunately, some of those have been curtailed by rain. Okay. Yeah. Thunder have made three scores over 160. So that's interesting that they're down so low. Sydney Sixers, three over 160, as well as Adelaide Strikers. So those three teams all had three. Hurricane and Heat, two scores over 160. Renegades, one. Stars and Scorchers, zero. Hmm. So mm-hmm. they're just something interesting. My uh, suggestions. Ashton Turner's a fairly big lug. He's fairly, quite tall for a batsman. So he might be a nomination for your big lug 11, Alex. See if he gets nominated by someone on the board. Okay. And another one, uh, Colin Ingram, the South African. He's a big sort of, you know, yeah. muscular, chesty bloke. Chesty Bonds. Could we do well, a chesty Bonds like Colin. Yeah. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. No, that's true. Colin Carpenter, for example. Mm. Yeah. The highlights, my highlight of the BBL so far was Ben Cutting dropping the ball onto his face. Oh. <laughs> seen that in some uh, spew grade cricket yeah. before. A couple of times. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, would he break his nose or cut his uh, nose I think open? He's got a big cut in his eyebrow, so now he's got like uh. a uni brow, so he's got it all uh-huh. the way across. <laughs> and uh, he's, he fell to the ground and then kicked the ball up and then let it go. It's a bad drop. You have a sky ball, just drop it onto your um, brow of your face. Yeah. Onto your bongo. Onto your bongo, yeah. And. Um, he got some stitches, no concussion, came back on and played the rest of the game. So it's good news all round. I tell you, um, a couple of players on my radar are stinking it up. And this, both of these are probably no surprise. Ben Dunk. <laughs> 
been bloody awful. He's um, 62 runs he made is in one innings. He's made 140 from the other six, so 80 from the other six innings he's played. And uh, another one, Brendan McCullum, six hits for 136. Oh, Jay Dernbach Award. Yeah. There's some real shit going on. Well, he had, that, he had that very, very first game where he yes. um, hit a four off the first ball yeah. and went out the next ball. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate <laughs> one. Cup style. <laughs> stinking it up. Um, Maxi Klinger, seven hits for 113, averaging 16. Yeah. He's not going well. Yeah. Alex Doolan, uh, five innings for 74 runs, including 41 not out. He's batting a little bit. He is the sinker. He's doing that role well. So. Oh, good. Can't complain too much. Uh, and Cameron White, five matches, 60 runs. Highest score of 32. Strike rate of 85 and was dropped. So, mm, a worrying trend. Darren Bravo, five innings, 65 runs too. But uh, his style is to swing like he's going to put his back out at every single ball. So I'm not surprised. All right, uh, WBBL. It's uh, the last games. There's two games on today and one game on tomorrow. Uh, the Sydney Sixers doing the unthinkable. They're playing today against the Renegades at Geelong. Then they're making the trek up the Princess Highway to play tomorrow against the Stars at the MCG. Mm. So, oh, I hope there's a hold your eleven for that. Second. <laughs> I would Can't think so. Too. They're going <laughs> to they're going to clear the bullpen. And they're going to bring in a whole new roster. <laughs> and they've actually, what they've done on the bus, because it's a one-hour bus trip, they've actually installed ice baths on a party bus, and they're going to, <laughs> oh, nice. yeah, they're going to drive up, and um, they're going to get a police escort so they can drive a little bit quicker, just so that they're not cramping up in the aisles. Yeah. But, uh, it's amazing what uh, the WBBL players can do that uh, would be unthinkable in the BBL or similar. All right, uh, so their semi-finals are just about all locked in. Thunder got to the top of the table, so that means that they get to host all the semi-finals despite not playing in one of them. Uh, they're going to be at Tremoyne Oval Saturday, January 19th, 10.30, 1.30 starts. Thunder, Heat and Renegades are locked in, and I believe the Sixers will also join them because they've got two games to go, whereas the other teams only have one, and they're already sitting in the four, so they'll probably just lock it in. Good, very good team, the Sydney Sixers. All right, have a look now at the quiz. Very, Alrighty. very special. Have I, uh, you're the reigning have I champion. Is still going? Yes, you're, you're on two. You're on a winning streak of two. That's a mini dynasty, that everyone. Is, that is a mini <laughs> dynasty. It's called Bark to Bark, I believe. Yeah. If yeah, you go three. going Bark to Bark to Bark. Yeah, well, that's then, because that's a bit long winded. We call that a dynasty. Obviously, uh, yeah, and not a mini dynasty. No, no, that's a dynasty. A dynasty. Yeah, and it's a dynasty. If you go four, it's not a four, Pete. It's a dynasty like never before. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, as you know, Ross, yeah. dynasties are binary. You either have a dynasty, or a dynasty. There's no such thing as a mini dynasty. I thought that was a decimal dynasty. Anyway, I digress, David. Okay, this is a very sp- Benjamin also has a G in it. <laughs> <laughs> Bangerman. Yeah, Bangerman. Now you thought that that Bangerman discussion was stupid. I saw a video yesterday that blew my socks off. Okay, and so that inspired today's quiz. This today's quiz is called "Are You Smarter Than Monty Panesar?" <laughs> uh, I didn't do a piss on a bouncer, so yes. Okay. Ah, Monty Panesar 
during the week went on a UK TV quiz show and I saw a one and a half minute clip of some of his work on that. <laughs> and today we're going to go through it and see how we go. So here's the order. We're going to go Alex, then Mick, and then David. All right. So we take it in turns. You get a question. The first question is for Alex, second question for David. I'll keep score. Okay, Alex, first question. Birds described as collagic spend most of their time flying over what? Water. Ah, oh, the sea. I'll give you that. Water. Water's fine. Monty Panesar's answer was the sky. <laughs> <laughs> In what... 19... Mick, your question. First question yeah. for Mick. In what 1997 film do a group of unemployed men from Sheffield become strippers for a night at their local working men's club? Oh. The full Monty. Yes. Now, Monty Panesar's answer... The Dream Boys. The Dream Boys. <laughs> the Dream Boys. Uh, I don't know. I think know. it might be an, an X-rated film, Monty. <laughs> uh, Interesting that he didn't get that one right, despite the having his answer name. having his name in it. Okay. Now, I will give Monty a little bit of a break here before I get to David's first question, because the questions are quite long-winded, and you sort of start second-guessing yourself during the listening of them. And the guy reading them came across as like an A-grade prick. <laughs> like he just raced through them and then, yeah. Anyway, here we go. David, in which city is the Olympia Stadion, built for the 1972 Olympic Games and where Germany's national football team played international matches until 2001? Berlin, I suppose. Ooh, close. Munich. Now, I say close because Monty... Panesar answered, oh gosh, Athens. <laughs> <laughs> so Germany play out of Greece. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so nil point to David. We go on. Question four, back to you, Alex. Mm-hmm. What is the title of the first volume of C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia to be published? Chronologi- chronologically follows The Magician's Nephew. Say that all uh, again. I know. I got so this, this is yeah. This is why the questions are difficult. What is the title of the first volume of C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia okay. to be published? I think I know it. Okay. Witch in the Wardrobe. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Ah. Yeah, so I, I'll give you zero, but it was a good guess. Monty Panesar's answer: C.J. Lewis. <laughs> what? <laughs> is it meant to be a joke? I don't know. Well, I think. <laughs> I think there was a bloke who played for England in the 90s you might remember called Chris Lewis <laughs> I don't know if you got confused with him he shaved his head and then played and got heat stroke or sunstroke and couldn't um, couldn't play a test match because of it so, um, you know a Jamaican bloke who lived in England okay so so far we're on two with a couple of good guesses that weren't close and Monty's on zero so it's alright okay Question number five, back to you, Mick. Yeah. Kimberlite, an igneous rock named after the South African city of Kimberley, is a rich source of which very precious stone? Um, I don't know. Uh, diamonds? Yes, correct. Yeah. Right, Monty's, an- Monty's answer was, don't know, pass. 
<laughs> I think he couldn't say don't know, and so then it was sort of awkward. Then he sort of remembered and had to say pass. Anyway, there we go. Question number six, over to you, David. What were the five guys named in the title of the hit musical that was a tribute to the jazz bluesman Lewis Jordan? Yeah, pass. pass, yeah. Monty didn't know either, and I didn't get the answer down for that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, question seven. Back to Alex. Yeah. In the 1819 poem, what season of the year does Keats describe as a season full of mists and mellow fruitfulness? Uh, oh, one out of four here. <laughs> I could probably discount. I'm going to talk my way through it here. <laughs> like uh, Millie there. So, Football season? It's not going to be spring, so it's a 50-50 here. I'm going to say autumn. Correct. Yes. Now, Monty's answer, Oliver Twist. (laughs) What? (laughs) And after he gave his answer, the host would say the correct answer, or if he said pass, he'd say nothing. So he's going through all these ones and... um, uh, this uh, Oliver Twist and the, the guy said he's pretty brusque and he goes autumn and as he's saying autumn he actually laughs, <laughs> okay uh, question number eight over to you Mick in which city is the TV comedy Cheers set Chicago uh, incorrect Boston, oh, Boston. okay Monty's answer America <laughs> <laughs> This oh. is a Okay. David, last question. Question number nine. What national survey has been held in Britain every ten years since 1801 except for 1941 because of the Second World War? Who knows, mate? Pass. Okay. Uh, the census. Mm. Yeah. All right. So this is how it played out with the host. Monty smiled. And when, he, when the host said national survey, there's a, a timer went beep. So he said, national survey. I'll give it to, a, I'll give it to you, shall I? The census. And Monty just smiled and said, okay. <laughs> uh, yes, that was weird. It was um, deer in the headlight stuff. Monty looked confused most of the time. Uh, he, um, he had, according to the comments I read he had a seven on the screen which meant he'd already got seven questions right which just astounded me because he got all of those ones wrong and his guesses were so awful all of it they asked him what his name was seven times and he got that right <laughs> uh, and just yeah some of you know, we had good guesses he had awful guesses and unfortunately that's a tie to a piece to to Mick and to Alex so there you go I'm going to count that as a full-blown dynasty nonetheless. Okay. <laughs> well, you're undefeated. You just didn't win. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm the undefeatable. Yeah, yeah. You're indestructible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, this podcast was gold. Oh, gold, gold. Always believe in your gold. <laughs> you're indestructible. Okay, so uh, we have a look finally at international cricket and Mick, South Africa are playing Pakistan in the third and final test of that series. What happened? Yeah. Uh, the Pakistanis took 7 for 33 to dismiss the South Africans for 286. Ah, I see. So um, uh, South Africa, I feel, still have the upper hand here because um, 
old mates at Pakistan didn't do particularly well in their batting. I think they made 185 themselves. Yeah, they, they so, batted pretty poorly. Yeah, it's um, it's unfortunately looking like a bit of one-way traffic there. Perhaps a 3-0 result. 262, South Africa. Pakistan, 185. And then South Africa, 135 for five. So I don't think it's going to be a draw. Yeah, so no, South no. Africa lead with 212 runs, five wickets in hand. So there you go. Uh, the Bangladeshi Premier League is continuing. David Warner's over there. He got run out in the first game. Was it correctly or incorrectly? Both batsmen at one end of the pitch, but anyway, no one's really sure. He's having a stinker, I think, from what yeah. Not as bad as um, Steve Smith, though. No. Fucking his elbow up. So everyone enjoys going over to Bangladesh and not getting paid, I believe, is the motto there. <laughs> yeah. For the love of the game. Yep. All right. Well, that brings us to a close. Uh, we had plenty of listener feedback. Uh, here's one I was remiss to mention a couple of episodes ago. Uh, Huss uh, let us know that I said it was 100 minutes, and unfortunately I put the short outro on, and we only got up to 99 minutes. So thanks for pointing it out. It's that sort of attention to detail I like. Is technic- <laughs> technically correct, Alex, the best kind of correct? The best type of Yeah. This one here, we're sitting on 96 minutes now, so I'll put the long outro on and we'll get up to the decimal 100. Just for David's sake. Yep. <laughs> Four. If, if we get it to 100 minutes, does the ECB give us a kickback? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. They I'm, love I'm, 100. To us at this stage anyway. They probably turned off at 60 minutes. <laughs> no, midway through would be 50 minutes, David. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> that's because I'm an She's expert in decimal numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Are we keeping you from something? I know it's BBL Sunday, so you're probably a little warm in the. Warm Have you in the another driver's region. lesson, Bull? Yeah. No, I'm just. This is still my fucking head. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, just hankering for a white wine. It's 11:30. I need my white wine. Savvy <laughs> B, Savvy B or bus. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna have a. A crisp Riesling, I think, to um, uh, a little aperitif <laughs> before I'm stopping lunch. the recording now. <laughs> Thanks to Frederick Harold Sock Company. Uh, this has been the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Oh, and Dino can go fucking... I didn't have any drinks today. I did write four pages of notes, Dino. So we'll see if that compensates for not having anything to drink. Um, you can find us on all social media and podcasting platforms or on iTunes, FaceCloud, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> at Red Hot Cricket Podcast, Facecloud, 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 Instagram. Now, Mick, you showed us on our, on our chat group. Final thing, David, a picture of Mitch Marsh with a haircut or something. What was oh. that all about? Where was that from? So he, he, I found it on Twitter. Someone he must have like sent a Snapchat or something to someone, and they screenshot it and put it on Twitter. And he looked like a bell end. Like he was like all. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it up on our Facebook page. Yeah. And he was all like, his neck was dead straight, and his hair comes out like a mushroom. So he just looked like a dick. <laughs> yeah. He's at the Mitch Marsh end of the ground. You might say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our next yeah. podcast will be in a fortnight where we'll go absolutely nuts because it'll be Australia Day. Uh, happy BBL Oof. Sunday to you all. I'll talk to you all again in a fortnight and not before. Nary a moment too soon. <laughs> okay. Bye, Russell. Goodbye, all. See ya. Bye, all. See ya.